We're caught in a trap I can't walk out Because I love you too much, baby <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> Why can't you see the name of the song is Suspicious Minds, Writes No Stuff, I don't know. Oh, okay, Suspicious. I did not know that was the name of the song. Yeah, I mean, it was a committed song. We didn't get far enough. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, and uh, coming up this hour will be Ellen Kolb of 40 Days for Life. She'll be joining us in the next segment. But right now, we have Arthur Green, who's calling in, obviously uh, listening. Thanks for tuning in, Arthur, to uh, our commentary on the New Hampshire Supreme Court's most recent right-to-know ruling. Good morning, Arthur. Good morning, Rich. Uh, great job coming to me. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, I just wanted to uh, jump in. You know, I read uh, Mr. Taylor's original brief when he... Um, uh, when he uh, filed his uh, suit with Superior Court, mm-hmm. and he describes in a lot of detail going back and forth with the with the Timberlane School District um, when he requested uh, those meeting minutes, and you know, and they told him no, he couldn't have them, and so on and so forth. Oh, it, it, took him, and it took it took him months to resolve it, including including uh, including um, uh, the the district emailed him. The right to know policy under which they were operating, which told told him that, that he couldn't have these things. Anyways, um, so all I wanted to say was they have no problem emailing a document to the member of the public as long as it's not the document you're asking for. <laughs> you mean, the document. <laughs> They'll email anything to you as long as it's not the thing you asked for. Yeah, well. So. Yeah, I, I, you know, I. By, know. So by asking for it, by asking for something, that's to, that they can't email it to you. You see, once you ask for it, then they will email it to you. If you don't ask for it, they'll email it to you, no problem. So the trick is to ask them for things that you don't want. And hope to get the things that you do want. Bingo. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, I wonder whether or not they'd charge you if you made a right to know request to know what their right to know policy was. You know, okay. In fairness, in fairness, uh, uh, you request a document. Um, you don't have to pay for anything unless you actually go in and walk away with something. Uh, as you mentioned with uh, with uh, with your right to know request in Manchester, you can walk into the office. They'll they'll sh- you can inspect a document. They can't charge you for what you inspect and don't walk away with. Yeah, um, well, you know, and that's frankly that's one way around these policies. You know, what would you rather do? Force them to print out you know hundreds of pages of stuff that you only might want two or three pages from, so that you can sit there with your smartphone, take a picture, and and walk away. You know, at one point, Manchester, and there was a union leader reporter that complained about this, tried to charge a, a union leader reporter, if I recall correctly, uh, for taking pictures of the pages. And he's like, no. <laughs> I think there was something. I remember a story about that in the newspaper. It was uh, yeah, pretty interesting. I, I just, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I mean, why the hassle? Why is the predisposition 
one that says, you know what, we're going to, uh, we're not going to cooperate. We're not going to give you this information. We don't want you. Don't they realize that they just make it worse? You know, this, this, uh, this example is coming to mind here because, you know, I'm on the curriculum and instruction committee of the Manchester School Board and we just overhauled the district's testing scheme. And, uh, frankly, we did a really good job. But what we as a board did, as a committee did, was we oversaw the process. So here's what happened, Arthur. I'm going to use this example as, as something that I think illustrates my frustration here, right? So this committee of principals and other administrators comes forward with Superintendent Vargas and says, this is what we'd like to do and this is why. Uh, and you know, here's all the supporting information, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So several of us had questions and concerns about what we were presented with and because of other things that we had been told, whatever the reason. And so we put it on the table so that the administrators could come back and bring us the information that we had asked for. And at the next meeting, when they started going through the the information that we had asked for and started helping us understand what they were putting in front of us, all of a sudden a light bulb went off uh, and there was better understanding on both sides. And one of the principals there, Mr. Krantz, you know, it was like all of a sudden it's like, wow, you guys really aren't the enemy, are you? You just want to, I get it now. You just want to know. You just want to understand. You just want to, you, you just want to get it. Oh, this is such a great meeting. And, you know, for the purpose, I think when people make requests, the immediate assumption is that they're making requests to attack something, to kill something, to expose something, which may in fact be true. But if it's there, it's there. And so it just seems to me that if people do what they should and cooperate with those who ask when they are in the when they are the ones who have the information, the process goes a whole lot better. And these people who complain about how much time it takes to comply with these right-to-know requests, blah, 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 you know, they spend twice as much time fighting the darn thing as they, as, as they would if they just complied. So they got to spend three times as much time because then they got to fight it, then they got to comply. Does that, am I making any sense? And then they have to pay the legal fees uh, with, with the <laughs> public's money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, and, I, and, I and, and that's and you know, and that's and that's the great, that's the greatest outrage of all. Rather than simply sending Mr. Taylor an email, they spent what will likely amount to tens of thousands of dollars defending an action up to the Supreme Court. Right. Granted, they won, but what did they win? Right. They they won. Uh, they, they they won the the right to dig in their heels. And, and say, no, no, we're going to, we, we insist we have the right. The law allows us to put you to this inconvenience, and we're darn well going to do it. And, you know, ten or $20,000 of taxpayers' money have, have vindicated us and said, we were right, you were wrong, ha, ha, ha. We, didn't have to, we didn't have to email you that, and you can't make us. That's all. That's, that's, that's the, 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 the wonderful victory they won. <laughs> so let the in Cork's pump. Right. But anyway, Rich, I, I, I won't stick on the line. Uh, uh, thanks for doing what you do, and uh, have, a, have a great day. All right, Arthur, and our best to Donna. Thanks for calling.
Yeah, and, and he's right. They they they've won the right to dig in their heels. But he, he, here's the to 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 what end? Uh, to what end? And it, it uh, it's it, it's a it's a bit frustrating because what it what it what it says is that people paid for by the taxpayers, people employed to do work for the taxpayers, elected officials who are supposed to represent the taxpayers and oversee and hold accountable the people that are paid to do the work that they are hired to do on behalf of the taxpayers. Um, what, what it says is, is that the taxpayer doesn't matter. The taxpayer is a secondary concern. The constitution of the state of New Hampshire is somewhat unique in that it actually has a clause requiring a clause requiring the right to know it's part one, article eight of the New Hampshire constitution entitled Accountability of Magistrates and Officers, Public's Right to Know. All power residing originally in and being derived from the people, all the magistrates and officers of government are their substitutes and agents, and at all times accountable to them. Government, therefore, should be open, accessible, accountable, and responsive. To that end, the public's right of access to governmental proceedings and records shall not be unreasonably restricted. That's been in the New Hampshire Constitution since June 2nd, 1784. Amended in 1976 by providing right of access to governmental proceedings and records. So in other words, everything but the last sentence has been in New Hampshire Constitution for, what is it, 1984 is 200 years, 84, 94, 04, 14. For 237 years, what I just read to you has been in the New Hampshire Constitution, except for the last sentence, which has only been there for 50 years. It does get a bit frustrating, if not discouraging, to have to have these conversations over and over and over again. And that's the mistake that conservatives make, is they think they've said it or done it once, lesson taught, lesson learned, move on. Not so. If eternal vigilance is the price of liberty, then eternal explanation is the method by which that liberty is going to be conveyed from one generation to the next. The conservative movement, if I can put it that way, or those who are issue advocates in a conservative sense, need to stop being independent silos advocating solely for their own issues and they need to work with each other across uh you know across their issues when their issues are ideologically rooted in conservatism which i view as uh you know the supremacy of the individual 
And by supremacy of the individual, what I mean is you are endowed by your creator with certain rights and responsibilities, which are both necessary for a free and open society to not only exist, but to grow, thrive, and perpetuate itself on through the generations. And if the only thing that exists is your issue, then you can be sure your issue will fall. The liberals understand, which is why despite their much smaller numbers than those of us who are conservatives, the liberals understand intertwining their issues, networking their groups, and attacking with the united front. Conservatives across the spectrum need to understand that cooperation as a united front is the way you win the game in the short run and the way you hold sway in the long run. This is Gerard at Large. 